0: If you ain't playing, you're playing it wrong. Okay, I know that wasn't a good one, but let's start the show. Welcome to Playing It Wrong. Podcasts about RPGs, fun, food, more RPGs. Grab your dice, sit back, and get ready to play it wrong. Wow, what can I say? I guess we had some technical issues last episode, but I'll try to make it up in this one. So, what's up in this episode? What was in gaming this week? Um, Oh, wow. I should do the sens- the session summary bumper, should I? Hmm. I'm not going to do it this episode because I am so far behind the power curve this weekend. I still got a blog post to do and some editing and other stuff. So, here we go with what happened last week in gaming. Our Delta Green GM wussed out and didn't show up, so I had to do Labyrinth Lord. I thought he was busy with something important and said he was getting a tattoo. I'm not kidding. Anyway, they continued on. They had some more fights. They now have a sleeping marriage, which is a water gin, in case you don't remember that from the old books. And um, they're almost ready to go for the second level of those lost caverns and start getting into the crazy, weird, fun stuff. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting time, interesting time. They've got that one big fight right before the door, so if you've got the module, you can look and see what's in there, and it's going to be a tough fight. Uh, The Dao was also a tough fight for them, uh, especially since they went and killed them all and then realized they had no way to get those walls of stone down. They they ended up using a uh, stone-to-flesh scroll and, well, Going all butcher on the walls. Alright, so let's go on with this episode. Um, Because this episode, what I'm going to talk about is terrain and environment. You know, so often that we just kind of put down the monsters, put down or say there's a monster if you're doing theater of the mind, and have bags of hit points bang on each other till one side wins. Which is fun, as usual. But, you know, I just thought this week a lot of times terrain and environment, throwing in some weird stuff to make the combat more exciting and more interesting and, well, more than just hitting till till one side drops. This will give a chance for the wizard to do something besides throw a fireball, the thief something to do besides sneak around and backstab, and perhaps have Characters make roles besides attack rolls. It could be something that helps the monster, doesn't help the monster, hurts everybody. You know, just remember, Anakin, I have the high ground! Yes, flaming lava, ice, avalanches, flooding, um, acid, stuff dropping from the ceiling, all of this to make the combat more interesting and see if the characters actually maybe use some of the environment against the monster or the monster use some of the environment against the players whole idea is to make the combat more interesting because sometimes roll, initiative, attack, roll, initiative, attack, roll, initiative, attack, wash, rinse, repeat, does get kind of boring until the dice do something interesting. So as a GM, go ahead, throw some interesting stuff on there. Hey, be on the top of a tall building, have people get knocked off on a bridge, getting knocked off. You know All those little tics, tricks and tips that you can use. Think of every adventure movie where there's a dramatic scene, there's always something else going on besides just the fight, usually. The space station is blowing up, falling down, falling apart. You know, Cliff literally the name Cliffhanger. Okay, it's the fight, but it's on a cliff. You know, the bad guy goes over the cliff. The good guy goes over the cliff. The car goes over the cliff. Whatever goes over the cliff. And wait till next week to figure out how whoever gets out of it doesn't die when the car goes over the cliff so anyway, that is my rant for kind of this episode of saying hey not every encounter needs to be just bags of hit points but then again don't make every encounter something weird with a weird environment because well you overuse something it becomes bland and well normal like we do when we throw bags of hit points at each other so there it is think about using the environment think about creating the environment adding it You know what, if you're using a published dungeon, read the box text. Let your imagination fly free and do mean things to your players. They will maybe thank you, maybe call you bad names. But hey, if they're having fun, then everybody wins. Hey, now it's an annoying part of the podcast where I say... You can subscribe on Anchor. It's a little a dollar a month, and it goes a long way. Or you can follow the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash theymightbegazebos. Like I said, for as little as a dollar a month, you can put me in beer and pizza, because I'm going to eat cheap pizza and drink cheap beer, because that's all I can afford. That was kind of a joke, but anyway. This is D&D Boot Camp. Here you will learn about the Dungeons and the Dragons. <laughs> If you don't, you will die a horrible and embarrassing death. Your friends will loot your body and leave your cold corpse to be eaten by giant rats. Oh, let's see. D&D Boot Camp. Last week, I talked about being a fighter. Let's go on the opposite end. Because, well, playing your first character as well, it's always interesting. Let's, Like I said, let's go to the opposite end. Let's talk about magic users because that's kind of the opposite of the fighter. One... Yeah, And this is all pretty much addition neutral. One, you have crappy hit points. Two, you have crappy armor class. Yeah, later editions, you got that mage armor spell. You still don't have the best armor class in the world. So running toe-to-toe with something might not be the best idea. So the main challenge, especially at low levels, is, well, resource management. What spells to take and one to cast them. There's lots of arguments about this. Sometimes Sleep's the best spell to have in your arsenal. Sometimes Magic Missile because, well, it's a little bit of damage, but at least it's a sure thing. Utility spells. They're always there and handy. Could be good. So it's hard to give any blanket advice, I think, to say these are the spells you should take. You should know, try to figure out as much as you can about where you're going. Because, let's face it, if you know you're facing lots of undead, Sleep ain't worth a crap unless you cast it on your party so the zombies can eat them and you can run away which might be a good tactic which I thought about doing a couple times no really I did I'm whispering I don't know why you know like I said at the beginning of this rant the two most important things to think about if you're playing a magic user for the first time is don't get into combat because you're kind of tissue paper you know you're you're the the you look at blast cannon and there's a picture of you there because you will get pounded really hard, really fast, really easy. Unlike the fighter whose job is to get pounded on. You are kind of boom artillery sometimes, but maybe at lower levels you don't have that. You've got more of a utility, and you've got to really rely on your own wits as a player and some tactical acumen to stay out of trouble, to stay alive. That's why, especially in older games and when we were playing older games when they were new games, it was always if you're new, don't play Magic User because you're going to die. Well, you always stay in the back. You stay away from stuff. Actually sometimes the back is bad too because monsters sneak up behind the party so that means you've got uh, you know, hopefully somebody's going to notice that you just got I'm going to leave that in there because my brain just totally farted on that. You know, Hopefully the party knows that you were uh, eaten by a troll. If not, then they'll just go on and tell Hey, where's the wizard? Anyway. It's one of the keys, like a lot of the other, like especially Thief, which I'll go in later on, but like the magic user, it's tactics, 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 and thinking. Especially thinking when to cast them, when Friendly Fire might Save the day, but that one's a really tough call. Anyway, magic users are tough to play. They're fun to play. You just got to get over that hump of early levels where you got like one or two spells per day, and you don't know that many spells. Once you get some scrolls and some wands, and you got a few spells under your belt, yeah, you can be a force that can be reckoned with. But till then, have something to throw at the monsters. Maybe the thief, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Tomes of Ancient Forbidden Knowledge Wow, this episode is streaming right along, and it looks like it's going to be a short one, so let's see, where were we on? In case you're just joining us, Tomes of Forbidden Knowledge is going back and reading some original D&D with spontaneous and completely improv responses to some of the weird stuff that shows up in there. Like putting the horror back in horticulture. In case you were not keeping track, we are still on Supplement 1 Greyhawk, and we're going through spells, and we just hit the new cleric spells. So let's see what we got here for second level spells. Silence, 15 foot radius. Be cast silence on the party to move with no sound, or cast a spell on someone or object to silence it. Remember, that was the way to shut down spellcasters, by the way. Snake charm is of variable strength, depending on the level of the user. For each level the user has attained, one level of snakes may be charmed. Thus, a sixth-level cleric could snake charm six normal snakes or one very large one. At twelfth-level level, would be exactly twice as effective. Duh. Duration: seven to twelve melee rounds. Seven to twelve. Seven to twelve. Or two to five turns. That's a weird duration. Uh, it's just one of those weird durations where they put seven to twelve. <laughs> Alright, anyway, let's go on to level three spells. Prayer. Hallelujah, Prayer. By means of the spell, the cleric lowers the saving throws of his opponents. That's a two inch square. That was 20 feet, I remember. It lowers the saving throw of those within the area by 5%, one point, plus 5% for every 10 levels the cleric has a change. I.e., 11th level cleric is a minus 2 or minus 10%. I don't know why they're using percentages when none of the saving throws use percentages. I have no idea. A 21st level cleric, give a minus 3. It's kind of underpowered for a 21st level cleric. Also, following that up with Speak with Dead, which is actually, you know, a lot of times this should be a good magic user spell, too, but it wasn't. A spell which allows the user user to converse with a dead body. They don't say much other than brains. Alright, the cleric being able to ask three questions and note that the length of time the creature has been dead will be a consideration. Up to 7th level clerics can only converse with recently dead within one to four days. Up to 14th level clerics can converse with creatures dead for one to four months. Above 20th level, there is no limitation on time. The referee will answer the three questions asked in any reasonable form he desires. Riddles being recommended. So, yep. Yeah. It's a fun spell. Anyway, 6th level. Why is this a cleric spell? Animate objects. A spell by which objects are animated for the purpose of attack and defense. For example, stone statues may be animated, furniture may be animated, and so forth. The heavier the object, the slower will be its movement, but the more deadly will be its blows. And it goes on, you know, like how much damage a chair does. A tapestry would blind and smother. It was very much, because I'm not going to read the whole damn thing, but it's very much let the DM figure it out. Which is okay, It's, it's one of those old school things. Next up, find the path, because... Why do clerics have this? Because druids are still monsters. There's no druid class yet. So, find the path. By means of the spell, the fastest and safest way out of a trap, maze, or wilderness can be found. It will, for example, allow the user to free himself from a maze spell in a single turn after employing the spell. And if a subsequent maze was cast at him, it would not have any effect. Duration, six turns, plus level of cleric, or a day outdoors. Blade Barrier... who who remembers blade barrier this used to be the 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 clerics i'm gonna kill you spell because when uttered the spell creates a barrier up to three inches in diameter 30 feet remember it's a rolling lids doing seven to seventy points of damage upon anyone or anything that's 70 10 kids 70 10 and that is why that was a nasty freaking spell word of recall before the spell is used, the cleric must designate the sanctuary to which he will be recalled when the spell is uttered. The recall acts similarly to a teleport spell, but there is no chance of failure, and it takes only the cleric back, and only to his sanctuary. Note that the sanctuary may not be, may not be changed at will, but if circumstances force a change, it can be allowed. Hmm. Okay. Cleric, going, screw this, I'm out of there. You usually see that from a wizard, not a cleric. Like I was saying in the DD boot camp. Okay. And speak with monsters. You can speak with any monster. Now, it doesn't mean the monster want to talk to you. Duration is 3 to 12 questions. Okay, conjure animals. Remember, no druid. Druids are monsters. Okay, conjure animals. This spells laws of clarity. To conjure one large animal elephant, hippo, rhino, etc. Three medium sized animals lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! Or six small ones wolves, wild dogs, lynx, etc. The animals will obey the cleric. Duration ten turns. Range thirty feet. Okay, so that is. Uh, should I finish the cleric? Nah, I'm not gonna finish the cleric spells. I'm gonna finish the cleric spells next week when we got seventh level spells. And wow, this is kind of a short episode. So um, yeah, direct into the point, folks. Thanks for listening, and of course, as I have said before, please like the Facebook page. Just search for They Might Be Gazebos. If we get 50 likes on the Facebook page, it means bonus episode every week. And, of course, unfortunately, patrons will get it a week early if they want to download it. And there's a YouTube channel, but, hey, that's slowly going on. Let's let's, let's try to get that Facebook thing first because we're real close. So, and as I said in the middle of the the annoying commercial, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, via Anchor or there's the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash theymightbegazebos. Once again, thanks for listening. Check out the blog, theymightbegazebos.blog, and it's B, not B, E. I know, I know, I know. Domain's coming up for renewal. I'll fix it then, probably. Or just leave it because it's, well, kind of unique. Like I am. I'm a unique snowflake. No, anyway. Thank you for listening. Roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have some fun, people. And let's emphasize that fun.